This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Otago Access Radio, in partnership with Otago Polytech, brings you Blowing Bubbles. Blowing Bubbles brings you positive conversations with people in their bubbles around the world. How are people living their bubble lives? Working from home, keeping kids entertained and staying connected and getting exercise. And how are these things presenting us with the opportunities to find new ways of living? Every weekday, the Sustainable Lens team of Samuel Mann, Shan Gallagher and Mara Karatai reach out from their bubbles to chat with interesting and positive people around the world. Broadcast on Otago Access Radio 105.4 FM and streamed and podcast on oar.org.nz and sustainablelens.org. Bringing connection, joy, kindness and peace in the days ahead. Welcome to Blowing Bubbles, positive conversations with people in their bubbles, their safe spaces around the world. I'm Samuel Mann in Sawyer's Bay, Dunedin and I am joined from Fakatani by Mawera Karatai. Kia ora, Mawera. Kia ora, Sam. How's it going? It's going very well indeed. It's been an interesting week. Yes, it has been an interesting week. I, I'm finding it hard to concentrate on work. All through the pandemic, I've been thinking, we're surviving a pandemic, but I'm okay at home, doing my work, talking to people. But now it seems quite different. I'm getting that... I think it's what the Earth, what the Christchurch people refer to as earthquake brain. Yeah. Do you know what? I just think everybody's really tired, um, and I see that in my community. I see it in uh, I see it in our politics. I see our MPs just look ragged, um, and all of our health professionals are ragged. Everyone's just over it. We need this to be finished. So, who are we introducing today? It is my absolute great, great pleasure to introduce Flora Knight. Flora is an artist. She's a musician uh, and she uh, is a maker of beautiful leather shoes. And uh, I think that over the course of this interview, we're going to unpack a whole lot more beautiful, creative things that Flora does. Flora, welcome. It's a great pleasure to have you here today. Thank you very much for having me. I have to say, it is wonderful to be hearing thick Kiwi. <laughs> <laughs> So, really so where are you, Flora? Um, I'm in Guthrie, Oklahoma, in the United States. Guthrie, Oklahoma. What's there? Um, well, it's it's pretty much in the middle of the United States, slightly further south than the lights borders Colorado, Mexico, Texas, Arkansas, and Missouri. So we're right in the middle of it. And you used to be in Dunedin. So what's taken you to, to Guthrie? Um, a number of things, really. I guess I... I, I Guthrie first came on my radar because I was wanting to shoe making and boot making um, and there was a boot maker who lived in me who put all videos on the internet kind of on a whim wrote to her and asked if there were any kind of under her and she very generous and, and doing her name's Lisa and she's from so she kind of put Guthrie on the map you know when I was looking to coming over here and, and doing that I found that there were on music can fiddle player the american kind of tradition i was super excited um a famous fiddle shop that was in guthrie as well and the double stop fiddle shop that was run by a player called byron burline so that sort of sweetened the deal for me and i mean it's a town <laughs> of about eleven thousand people so it was just amazing to me that there was the that all of this guthrie is the place to be and how long have you been there i have been here for a year i um the first time i went at the end of 2019 i came back um I guess the other reason I've come to Guthrie that when I was there, the friend someone, and so that was a there was a cherry on, really, <laughs> and so now I live in Guthrie and here. Well, congratulations! So you were here for the you were here for the first part of the pandemic, and you left 
You left at the, at the time when New Zealand was all being safe and the rest of the world wasn't. That's an interesting decision. <laughs> yeah, I've had a pretty funny pandemic experience, I guess, like going from... Yeah, I was I was there. I was there for all of 2020, basically. I came to the end of 2020. Yeah, Italy was... The whole world was kind of in this. New Zealand's kind of cruising. So I was there for the first lockdown in Dunedin. Got to sail through the year with everyone else feeling uh, free and easy with no COVID in New Zealand. And um, I guess went against the tide and, and moved to a huge COVID hotspot. <laughs> so it was kind of a new experience. And quite cold when you moved there, if it was at the end of the year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're, it was just getting to winter time. Big, uh, big freeze right after I got here. Pretty different for still Dunedin. So what have you been up to since you've been there? Well... Um, I couldn't work for a long time when I first got here for visas, but I, I ended there. This area is a very kind of um, cowboy area, and the, the specific style of boots I've been getting into is cowboy boots, um, custom cowboy. And so there's few, there's a fair few bootmakers around, and in Guthrie specifically, I off the top three um, active bootmakers, and so. I went to get some more experience. My time when I, I volunteered another boot shop and started learning from him and boot tops for healing my time that way. But yeah, going go to jams and playing music and gardening things and getting up to so far. But since I got my visa to be able to work properly, I started my own business, boot orders from around Guthrie and around the country, whoever is interested, and it seems to be going well. They're, they uh, The bootmakers around here keep saying, not enough bootmakers to keep up with the demand of people wanting boots. It seems to be a really good. Are people buying boots wanting both the the function and the the art? Yeah, absolutely. That's kind of the beauty of cowboy boots. I mean, I mean, a lot of people are wearing them for fashion, um, just because they love them and they, they. People come at it for all kinds of things, but yes, there are a mix. Working cowboys, beautiful pair of boots that fit them right. Yeah, people who have full finding the shelf at them or what really specific them however however they want them basically out to the license. But Ray the Ray Dorwart, the bootmaker that I have been working in the shop of, he he uh, makes a real beautiful traditional working cowboy boot. So yeah, people get all kinds of different And do you have a style? Like can can you recognise can you recognise a particular bootmaker's style when you see them walking down the street or I'm gonna say across the um... across the paddock? Yeah, I mean, I'm starting to, for sure. Definitely when you get into it, you start to see, you start to recognize the different construction, you know, that people use and uh, and certainly recognize certain artists' workings. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of bootmakers out there. I, I'm not so so good at recognizing the factory-made boots, but starting to feature specific bootmakers, you know, because they'll utilize certain patterns or a certain, a certain way of being a boot, so... And what should we be looking out for and if we're looking for your boots? Ooh, um, well, I guess I'm, I'm quite early, early in the stage of kind of honing style. Having, having worked for and um, learned from a, a few different bootmakers, I guess you kind of pull from, I'd say, I'd say it's still developing. I, um, I definitely love using floral stitch patterns, um, the traditional and other kinds that just from drawing on the kind of history of bootmakers here and beyond. So, um, yeah, I'd say, say what. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, let's take the first of your music choices. Let's have Hazel Dickens play us a waltz. Why this one? I 
you had mentioned that the show was about everyone in their respective kind of COVID worlds. And I think uh, we've certainly thought about, um, I don't know, think, thinking empathetically about people who couldn't have visitors. And so we're very, I don't know, they were holding up in this Hazel song speaks really beautifully to those people who think about being thoughtful and connected to others. So I thought it fit the, uh, the theme of the podcast. Walk out the door 
and had a look at your books i put into google flora night boots and they are absolutely outstanding they're so oh, beautiful you. you're so clever where did this <laughs> beautiful creativity um come from like with your music and with the boots you've obviously got an, an amazing creative mind where did that come from oh bless you for saying so um Oh, I don't know, just living in the world, I guess. I come from a pretty, pretty creative, hands-on family. So, of course, that's the foundation of it, I'm sure. And um, and they definitely encouraged and supported creativity and, and art. And, um, yeah, I guess it's just, it's just been around me and I've been lucky enough to be kind of um, supported in that way. Just people, you know, seeing it as, as an important and interesting path in life, not one where, you know, you're going to suffer as a poor artist, like the narrative kind of goes, you know, um, just that it has value in the world. And I certainly feel like it does. My, my dad's a musician, my mum's an artist and a creator of all kinds of different mediums, you know, and, um, I'm just lucky. <laughs> Do you think that your creativity gives you a like a, you like it's super brave to just say, right, I'm off. I'm gonna go and learn how to make boots with really amazing boot makers. And that that's courageous. Do you think that creativity and courage go hand in hand and, and resilience as well? Does that all tie in? Certainly, I think. Um, I think, yeah, it's hard to know if you if one is even kind of thinking about it like that in the moment. I mean, I think as well as courageous, maybe just picking up and going off to do something like that in your life is, in its own way, a, a creative thing to do. <laughs> but you know, maybe not creating art, but just creating something in your life, manifesting something, I guess, and. Um, they all kind of work together in that way. Um, yeah, I think all artists struggle with um, feeling like they're not courageous. And mm. um, that's part of the excitement is when you can push yourself over that, that um, push yourself over the line there. The um, way that things have panned out for you from when you kind of made that decision to go and do this incredibly amazing thing has it gone how you imagined it would did you like imagine this thing how it was going to be and then you went and did it and has it all worked out that way i don't know i don't know if i really did Im could imagine what it was going to be like <laughs> um definitely i had no idea that my life would have changed in the way that it did 
I think you just sort of got to believe in the mystery and go, hmm, okay, something's going to happen. And being kind of positive about that and open to whatever happens, um, it can't really, can't really go wrong, I guess. I definitely didn't see myself, um, yeah, doing and being engaged with as much as I did. You know, there's an incredibly vibrant music community here that I've been accepted into. And, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't foresee falling in love and getting married or anything, but all of these <laughs> things have happened, I think, just because um, one, one opened themselves up to it. Hmm. And that's, that's interesting, being open. That's uh, that's like I think the key to so much success, and so often we miss things because we're not open. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, I think that's an incredibly valuable thing to to remember in life. It's all, there, my, it's all out there. When my son, uh, who's now in. Um, what year? I don't. I can never remember the way the years work. But in the second form at intermediate, last year of intermediate, and his first year, I said to him, "When you go to intermediate, you say yes to everything except drugs," and um, <laughs> and that and that has turned out to be the most transformative mindset for him, uh, because he experienced things he'd never ever thought he would ever want to do. Oh yeah, I think yeah. That's that's. A what a wonderful piece of advice to give a young person it's um yeah amazing what can happen just saying yes especially when i don't know it sounds sort of wrong to say saying yes when you don't want to but, you know there's context to that yeah. of course there's like you know uh, yeah it's just being open to new experiences and things that you you might you know, your initial reaction is like, eh, I don't want to do that. That sounds boring or not like something I won't enjoy or whatever. But how could you possibly know until you've experienced something what it's like? Exactly. We just we just tell ourselves these stories like, um, I can't do that or that'll be boring or, you know, or you don't know how and all this sort of thing. But when... I'm sitting here looking at your boots like I was just I'm blown away by your boots they are so beautiful do you know what they're going to look like before you start or are they you know or do you just have like a base idea that then evolves definitely a base idea that then evolves much like your this is this will be much like the response to your question about did I know what this whole journey was going to look like? I feel like I cannot envision it before before it's happening. Yeah, you know, there's like a, a a vague idea, even down to like having the pattern and the colors of the leather and having chosen the the colors of the thread that I'm going to use. I still it still ends up far different from what I quote unquote imagine it to look like. But I love that. I sometimes I've found myself saying, you know. It's not until the boots are completely finished that I um, feel like I had any idea what they were going to look like. <laughs> that's so exciting, though, isn't it? Like, it, like every single thing you do when you when that's the way you are, everything you do is a grand adventure, isn't it? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I guess it's um, 
um, yeah, just sort of going through it in the present moment. There's so many different stages to making a boot and, and none of them are really the same. So it's hard to, hard to think about doing the next bit until you've done the bit before it. I know that sounds kind of basic, but um, yeah, it's just, it's just unraveling as you go. And that I think is kind of exciting because it makes you want to push on to the next, the next phase. Wouldn't that be so good if we all lived a bit like that? If we all just accepted that, um, you know, sometimes you, you're going along and you finish a bit and and it doesn't always go how you think it's going to go. So you just adapt and, and go off in a slightly different direction or completely change your plan. And and it's actually OK. Yeah. Yeah, we I just unfortunately, I think in the modern day, we just there's so many things. It's really hard for us to be flexible about, you know, like life is just so full and kind of complicated and it's set up in a way where a lot of us don't have very much flexibility. Mm. Um, but I think we can find it. I think, you know, it might feel like that, but we can, we can, we can always find ways to um, do things the way we want to, especially if it's not working out for us. Do you think we need to, like, to let our kids know that, that that's okay? Because we, we tend to try and, I don't know, I, I see it all the time. We I hear kids, you know, come up with an idea for something and then their parents hold them to it. Like, I, I want to try learning the piano. So, well, you're going to do a whole year of piano and whether you like it or not. And that, like, you know, that, you know, forcing kids to stick with something and stopping them from adapting their plan. Do, do you think we need to be more kind of teaching, adapting and and uh what do we call it sam pirouetting hey yes after and, we tried several things pivot was the word for a while wasn't it yeah it was a horrendous word um but um but <laughs> pirouetting is you know like sometimes you just need to pirouette and yeah and we i think we need to enable our kids to to know that it's okay to change direction yeah absolutely I think we, I think we seem, I don't know, maybe I'm in an ignorant little bubble of my own, but it sort of seems like people are moving away from thinking that they have to have this one career for their whole life or one, you know, and then set up their life in this one specific way. And then that's the way that it is. I think mm. there, there might be seeming to be a bit more fluidity in that in that way because yeah i mean there's so many things to to try in life <laughs> um yeah i don't i i think about when i was a little kid i was i wanted to learn the violin you know and i started doing it and you know in, as all kinds of little kids do after a while I thought it was the most boring, annoying thing in the world and <laughs> desperately wanted to stop. And, and I was, was sort of, you know, encouraged to just keep going and going much to my absolute dismay, but I'm really grateful that I was pushed to do it. So I don't know, sometimes it can be helpful to, to really be held to something 
even when it gets really, especially because, you know, we don't want to just give up on stuff when it gets really difficult, but, but yeah, it it is also fine to stop and jump around and try new things and follow all kinds of different um, curiosities. So somewhere in between the two. I guess that's about the relationship too, isn't it? Knowing knowing the people that we are supporting, um, whether it's our children or our friends or colleagues or you know, like or someone in our professional lives, it's knowing them. And um, so the re I guess the relationship would be the thing that would determine if you push or you pirouette. I th yeah, I think um, the relation relationships are probably foundation of all of these things in a way and mm. um it takes it took me kind of finding you finding a relationship with a friend that in, that inspired me to want to play fiddle music you know like it it i think making those connections can really um enrich in our experience especially if we're just kind of slogging through things on our own or having a teacher that we feel really inspired by or or that um, shows us real respect and and encouragement and kind of believes in what you do or who you are and things like that. I think those sorts of things um, are really important and could probably be the most valuable if you, you want to like force a kid to do something. <laughs> <laughs> You know, be cool. If you, if you want to get to do something, show them that it's uh, cool to do that. Hmm. Bubble Sprite of the Forest of Orokunui, Dunedin's favourite goddess, Tahu Mackenzie. Kia ora koutou, nā mihi aroha nui, kia koutou, kotahuaho. I hope you're all having the best day, beautiful superstars and your beloved universes. And I really hope, wherever you are, and whatever's happening around you, this journey that we're all on together is proving to be very rewarding, very sustaining and illuminating for you more and more each day. Who you are, a triumph of nature's art, perfect, unique and here making things better. Thank you. Now I know that for all of us, for the last more than two years, we have been struggling and striving to overcome an array of new obstacles never imagined, never foreseen and yet here around us, within us and arising in new varieties with each day. I feel that we've all done very well and I feel that we should all feel very proud. However we have come through this time together However, we have navigated this. Whatever strategies we've used and however we have understood and perceived what is happening around us, we have all been contributing to the co-evolution of all life in an infinite web. And I feel that the consciousness with which we're doing this is growing and growing with each day. Thank you. I know that for myself, it's been a really interesting process, finding hope each day, finding ways to see the world with the eyes of love, with the eyes of appreciation, with the eyes of gratitude, with the eyes of my heart, as well as the eyes of my mind. 
And I know that for all of us, we are trying each day to find new ways to appreciate what surrounds us. I'm very lucky, of course, to have been born in Autipoti Stun Eden, the ultimate paradise of the universe. And having left at seven and returned at 17, found so many beautiful friendships, so many beautiful creative relationships. And today, I know you will have loved speaking to one of my oldest and dearest friends, and in fact, my wife, Flora Hastings-Knight. We were in an all-girls bluegrass band, Skybus, for many years, and we were married by the side of the road, spontaneously, as friends, to really cement our eternal love and appreciation for one another. And my wife for life, Flora, has travelled all over the world pursuing her dreams and her passions, and she is a great inspiration to me and to all that know her and hear of her, whether it's through the Women's Weekly or Radio New Zealand or the many, many ways that her life has been publicised and celebrated. She's such an inspiration to us all. Something I really love about Flora is her passion and her fire, which makes her fearless, makes her courageous, makes her try new things and ask for her dreams to be actualised, ask for an apprenticeship with the best cowboy boot maker in the world, ask for an apprenticeship with wonderful fiddle players and banjo players, ask for those relationships and will manifest the best outcomes for herself. So I really hope that from hearing her story today that has inspired you to ask for what you want to come to be, to ask for the dreams that you hold in your heart, to come into being in the external world. I know for all of us that so much has shifted and changed and part of this time is regaining that trust and that sense of connection to a loving universe, knowing that even though many things have been cancelled, our dreams have not been cancelled, and although many things have changed, we ourselves and the lives that we deserve, our capabilities to create those lives, those aspects have not changed, and we still can create the most beautiful, beautiful, fulfilling, creative and inspiring lives every day. I'm so grateful, of course, to be part of this show. And I want to say a big thank you to Sam and the whole Blowing Bubbles team for having me and to all of you. And I'll look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks so much. Kakite. You're listening to Blowing Bubbles. We're talking with Flora Knight in Guthrie, Oklahoma. Flora, we've seen lots of change in society over the last couple of years. What do you think is going to stick? And perhaps more importantly, what do you hope will stick? Um, ooh, interesting. Um, well, perhaps one thing that was kind of interesting was, I guess, a continuation of what we were just talking about, but about how the, uh, the whole kind of screech to a halt all of a sudden and um, these really intense things were happening all around us 
this the threat of this virus that was hurting and killing lots of people and um and i don't know we all just kind of upended our lives really suddenly and even though it wasn't under the most ideal circumstances i think a lot of people kind of um saw that their life you know could be changed and they could change things about their life that were um not working for them obviously lots of people working from home and realizing the flexibility of that and that kind of thing but also just um realizing things that were important and that they wanted to you know so many people were like wow i just got to spend all this time with my children or i got to do I got to do more creative things and I don't know, I think it, I think it helps people to look at their life in a different way when we get stuck kind of doing the same old things. Um, so that was kind of a positive thing. I, I thought. Also, maybe everyone having an experience of seeing what's at stake, you know, when everyone was locked up in their homes and missing everyone and missing the connection and 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 community all around us and and realizing how important and integral that is for our, our happiness the theme of our show is positive but not deluded what's the what's the role of a positive mindset for for you um role of a positive mindset I don't know survival. <laughs> I feel like it, it, I, I, if I spiral into negative thinking and everything, it feels like um, the world is unraveling and is a really sad and dark place. And 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 I mean, it sounds cheesy and simple, but if I'm positive, then I can and thoughtful, then the world becomes very beautiful and curious and um i think yeah that's a pretty important <laughs> role for keeping oneself sane and yeah do you think that there are any lessons that we can take for the bigger things that we face as a global society i'm thinking of things like climate change and social injustice are there anything any lessons that we can take from the pandemic for those sorts of bigger questions I find I find those kinds of things really overwhelming to think about just um, on a on a personal level, like in terms of anything that I could possibly do to contribute to those things, the impending doom of climate change or, um, you know, in the last week or so, you know, people have been talking about war and, and that kind of thing. Um, I think I think it all starts very locally, like within ourselves and within the people with the people around us and and uh, being that seems more obvious than ever with the pandemic, like just going around and the the fear of, you know, spreading this virus around. I feel like. Um, I'm not articulating myself very well here. <laughs> I, I, I feel like 
even though we've been kind of isolated from one another in one sense, I also feel kind of more connected than ever on a person to person level because we're actually going out into the world and you know seeing this other person standing there in front of us and going okay I don't want to make you sick and stuff but I think recognizing those connections and how we can look after each other in that way on a local level especially you know I don't know if that we really are going to solve these huge each individual person is going to be able to in a really huge way solve climate change or whatever but um I think as long as we stay connected and stay empathetic stay positive there we go back to the theme um then we can perhaps make you know meaningful differences on a very small level but they can ripple out you know i live in a very uh, an area that's um totally outside of the normal quote-unquote bubble that i grew up in and um where people have very people live very differently and and have grown up very differently and that's been really wonderful for me to see what life is like outside of what i know and learning about these people and the way that they live is um really nice and really opened my mind to just the different experiences of people in the world let's take the second of your music choices let's have john prine it's a big old goofy world why this one <laughs> that was probably a really really timely segue actually um i just think that john prine captures the beautiful nuance and complexities of life and people really well and um and yeah it just it just it seems the song seems more appropriate than ever right now up in the morning work like a dog is better than sitting like a bump on a log. Mind all your manners, be quiet as a mouse. Someday you'll own a home that's as big as a house. Well, I know a fella, he eats like a horse. Knocks his old balls Around the old golf course Y'all to see his wife She's a cute little dish She smokes like a chimney And drinks like a fish There's a big old goofy man Dancing with a big old goofy girl had a woman with a head like a rock I wished I had a woman that made my knees knock she'd sing like an angel 
like a bird And if I wrote her song She'd know every single word There's a big old goofy man Dancing with a big old goofy girl Baby, it's a big old goofy world. show with and not very much time so we're going to have to rattle through them what is the biggest success you've had in the last couple of years oh um uh the biggest success i have had i guess i mean i don't know i guess just starting my business <laughs> really that feels pretty pretty amazing and and having between probably about nine months to a year's worth of orders feels pretty um pretty amazing what's the business called flora night custom boots <laughs> it's i'm a, sure we can find that oh yeah they're I haven't made a website yet, but I've got an Instagram that I've been putting things up on. It's a, a pretty traditional name for the business. Most of the old bootmakers would be called, um, you know, their name, Custom Boots. <laughs> There's Storework Custom Boots and Sorel Custom Boots here in Guthrie. So I'd, I went for, went for the traditional title. So we're writing a book of these conversations. It's called Tomorrow's Heroes. It's our team of people doing good work. So you are in that team? 
What's your superpower? <laughs> um, positivity. There you go. Do you consider yourself to be an activist? Um, I don't know. I'll have to think about that one. Um, I'm not sure. So what motivates you? What gets you out of bed in the morning? Um, these are some really philosophical questions. <laughs> <laughs> I guess just um, curiosity. Seeing what the day's going to do. And what challenge or opportunity are you looking forward to in the next year or two? Um, well, just getting the business off the ground. I mean, it was from January 1st, really, that I started working on my own orders on my own time and everything. And so just this year, it's just going to be a bit of a hustle in terms of learning to manage my time and, and expectations of customers and whatnot. So I look forward to trying to, um, put my best forward in, in that regard and lastly do you have any advice for our listeners um, I don't know if I'm really qualified to be giving out advice <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't know you can't can't go wrong if you um, reach out and try and connect with one another every day in some kind of a way. Sounds good to me. Mawira. Uh, words to live by, I think, Flora, that, that um, those connections matter so much and, and I think we're all aware of the absence of them at the moment uh, as we're kind of all trying to run away from COVID. So, um, Flora, you're amazing. Um, your work is beautiful <laughs> and that this has just been such a nice interview and it's been a real pleasure to um, to see the world through your eyes. Uh, thank you very, very much for joining us today and all the best with the development of your business and we look forward to having you back in Aotearoa uh, when you uh, next come home. Kia ora. Kia ora. Thank you so much. It was, it was really lovely talking to you both and thank you for the... Um opportunity to have a thoughtful conversation. Thank you.
safe spaces around the world. Brought to you by the Sustainable Lens Team, which is brought to you by Otago Polytechnic. We're broadcast on Otago Access Radio every Monday, Wednesday and Friday afternoons at 3 and streamed and podcast on oar.org.nz. You can find us on Facebook and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We had a contribution today from Tahu McKenzie. This is the Hamilton County Bluegrass Band, Rawhide. I'm Samuel Manasoy's Bage Newton with Nwira Karatai in Fakatani, and we've been joined from Guthrie, Oklahoma by Flora Knight. And that was Blowing Bubbles. We hope you enjoyed the show. Matewa. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.